you know, Spencer, a lot of times with these uh, ad reads, we have to uh, pretend that we like a product, but this is not one of those. Right. This Um, is just classic. We're classic podcast connoisseurs. We know what's up. Yeah, we love we do love MeUndies. Secrets out. That's not just talk. Right. We probably love solid cologne. Um, Yeah, definitely. uh, But we definitely love Matt Bronger. Um, Matt Bronger. He's a he's an old friend of mine. I won't say too old because you know it's showbiz. So let's <laughs> let's stay ageless. But he is a fantastic, wonderful person that I have always adored, and that I never spend enough time with, and never work with enough. But he is really funny and really kind and really awesome. And he has a podcast called Ding Donger. Oh, you know about it? No, wait. Yeah, no, it's okay. You can know about <laughs> no, it. No, I've heard ads for it. It seems like a great podcast. It's a weekly podcast with actor and comedian Matt Bronger. You can go for a spin with him as he shares stories, observations, and advice with episodes perfectly curated for half-hour car rides. Does that mean he's driving during the, p- p- the podcast? He better not be because that's my idea. Oh, shit. I wonder if that's done because that is my idea. Maybe you can go on Ding Donger. You know what you could do <laughs> is you can leave a voicemail message for him and he'll address it uh, on his podcast. Oh, wow. I don't have a number for that, but just know that you can do that. Well, I bet if you like and subscribe to it on iTunes, the number reveals itself to you. Yeah, this is already on the air. I'm acting like it's new. (laughs) Recent episodes have included tales of harrowing bike rides in Southeast Asia, horror stories from Chicago public transit, and advice about everything from the creative process to the terrifying nature of bird-eating insects. Just don't miss a single episode. (laughs) Make sure you don't... (laughs) Sorry. Make sure you don't... (laughs) Make sure you make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to Ding Donger with Matt Bronger on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Matt Bronger. He couldn't be brighter. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. Hi, my name is Heather Graham, and I'm playing Dorothy Tyson in the movie The Last Rampage. The Last Rampage is a true story about uh, Gary Tyson and how his sons broke him out of prison. And uh, it's a very dark story. And Gary Tyson is not a good guy. I play his wife, and I'm super loyal and devoted to him, even though he's pretty much the worst person in the world. One thing I think is interesting about the movie is a lot of these movies, they tell a story about like, oh, this rebellious guy who was this cool gunslinger and, you know, he did it all these wrong things, but he did it for the right reason. And I think this story sort of turns that story on its head because it's got at first you think he's a cool guy, but then you're like, no, this guy is just like a selfish, self-centered, narcissistic jerk. I like stories about real people. I think sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that happens, you just go, I can't believe this is real, but it's real. And then if you do more research, it's even stranger than the stuff they put in the script. It's just like, sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit TrueCrimeLive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at LastRampageFilm or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm. Ladies and gentlemen, Harmontown is now in session. 
Yes, indeed. Welcome, you lucky sons of bitches, to the Nerd Mel Theater in Hollywood, California. And you semi-lucky people listening on your, uh, whatever the fuck you listen to things on. Please welcome the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, okay. So this it may get weird tonight. Uh, I didn't have anything, and so I went through my office at home, and I found this uh, journal I wrote in uh, high school. And uh, I mean, that's something that LA people do a lot at special shows and things. You know, it's a, a you know you read your embarrassing adolescent journals and stuff. I thought, oh, that's ducks in a barrel. It'd be like, you know, oh, Dan the nerd, like being a nerd and uh, trying to be cool, but being a nerd, trying to be a good writer, being a bad writer, and I'll, I'll mock my teenage self. And we'll, we'll, you know, the, the unspoken humble brag headline will be, I'm so much cooler now, uh, which is how I think it usually works when you read these things. Or I, th I started reading it and I got really bummed out. <laughs> like, just devastated. I want to say I was a vile person, but I, I mean, it's just, I don't see the difference between this kid and myself. And uh, except that I just, I stopped trying to talk like Frasier all the time, <laughs> which this kid at 15 is still doing. And uh, I also just stopped like trying to impress other people, including myself. I kind of stopped posturing. So it's just, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. Aaron was like, oh, this is very, I mean, this is all what's, what it, what's interesting. And people that do those journal shows, Aaron said, they always read the wrong entries. They always, you know, because they don't get it. They don't understand what about their entries is, uh, you know, is what we want to hear, you know, the schadenfreude of it all or whatever it is. Well, now um, you're holding a, a spiral. With 27 post-it notes. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> because I started marking ones. Oh, I'll just read this and then I'll read but, that. But, I, you know, I, I want to paint the picture for people listening to this. This is not like a little, you know, like a, a little velvet cased, you know, like diary. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a standard spiral notebook. Right. And how, how many of these did you have? Is this? A, a, I found two of them. This is the first one. I was obsessed with transition, so there's a lot of there's a lot of chapters that happen to this. And I, I bring the journal to a conclusion at 17. <laughs> I, 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 I go, I'm done. There's nothing more to say. Uh, I, I'm self actualized. Um, <laughs> The, 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 the title is Sand Pollution, The Journals of Dan Harmon. <laughs> November 1989 to September 1990. Sand pollution? Uh, yes, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I, I, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a taste of, 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 of my voice at 15. I, 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 like, I, this is how I ended with, the, with the, the, the first entry. I won't bother to... I mean, I'll, maybe I'll start. I, November 27, 1989, 10.30 p.m. Uh, a, a picture of me on like a bare mattress surrounded by just, just like, probably just a lot of my own cum. Um, I, I, can, I, I, I seem to recall uh, not being able to stop touching myself uh, physically or mentally because uh, no one else was going to do either job. Um, this I was stewed with acne and uh, uh, I had a yin-yang patch on my acid watch denim jacket sleeve because um, I was very into like Taoism and, and uh, uh, like exploring all religions and stuff. <clears throat> I I think that for the first time, I'm gonna try not to read it in this voice because I, I don't want to. I don't want to like like I'm. I'm just gonna like just. It, this hurts really bad, but I'm not gonna. 
I, I, I th- if you catch me starting to go like this, like to make fun of myself, like uh, stop me. <clears throat> I think that for the first time in my life, I consciously realized something today. <laughs> November twenty seventh comes and goes with each identical year, but today was the first and last eleven twenty seven eighty nine I would ever experience. <laughs> Absolutely nothing extraordinary happened today. And the day itself, along with every other individual day of the year, is gone now forever. And it, and it took all this time to get that far. I suppose that's what an optimist or a reborn Christian is, someone who can appreciate every day as the only one of its kind and every person as something unrepeatable. But I feel this renewed vision could only last so long before slowly decomposing whilst laying in... <laughs> Wow. Whilst laying in bitter wait for a replacement philosophy, I am an agnostic. And I realize that philosophy is, in the truest sense, food for thought. (laughs) Hanging on to one bit for too long is silly. It rots on the shelf. It begins to stink. No one gets to enjoy it. You must consume philosophy, perhaps after brief appreciation. And how do you consume it? By bringing out its opposite and exposing it as just more sand. It's a theme that's coming. It'll be slowly revealed to you. Okay. (laughs) It's sad in in a way, I guess, but the alternatives are unhealthy. I guess after averaging out all recollection, I'd have to give this day a solid five. I would. I I made it. Give each day a number. Can I stop right there? Sure. But we'll never what, get what, anywhere. Whatever you think, whatever you want to say. 15. Well, pretty pretty maybe, good for maybe, 15. Maybe that's what I wanted you to think. Well, uh, I, so, so far, I'm on your side. This is, this is sure, I, that's probably what I thought the first entry of a journal should accomplish. I, 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 and yet, I don't, I, don't think, I don't know if I think anyone's ever going to read this, I, 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 but, I, I, but I know that I'm trying to impress like myself or some unseen reader. Blogging hasn't been invented yet. Uh, so, but I, so I'm like doing like a MySpace blog. And I'm, <laughs> so this is me signing off, and this is very typical. I won't read all the ones that are kind of typical like this. This is, this is one of my sign-offs. Well, deep... <laughs> well, deep... <laughs> I, can't, I have to do the voice. Well, deep... Uh, deep night... Is it night or might? No, no. Well, deep night and weariness. Whisper warnings of a melancholy morrow. All right, I take it all back. You lost me. I look upon it with the usual neutral dread. <laughs> Max, dear sir, be with me from six till six on the special twenty-eighth, for I predict it will be an ugly, irksome four. Uh, Is that written by Doug Kafka? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should be asking, who's Max? Uh, well, I, I have a lot of questions, but let, let's start with that one. Uh, Max, I figured out, because uh, I was like, who's Max? Uh, Is he the Sandmaster? Do you remember when I told you, <laughs> do you, remember when I told you that, uh, in a way, yes. Uh, do you remember when I told you that my Dungeons & Dragons character, you, you, you kind of pressed me to tell you, and Jim I said Knight. it was Jim Nightblade. Thank you for people calling out from the audience. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's partly true. Jim Nightblade was a character I played in a game called Shadowrun. Nice. <laughs> never, never let it be said that I did not find my crowd before I died. 
I, I, you cannot expect more than one woo for Shadowrun, uh, but and if you get one, you have found your niche, was, sir. Was that a well, deep weariness and a weary Mauro. Uh, was, was that a role-playing game? It was a role-playing game. It was like, like you know, uh, set in the future, set in a future in which magic and technology uh, had both uh, uh, awakened, magic had reawakened, and, uh, and so there were like ogres and dragons and stuff, but there were also like hackers and cyber things, and um, and I played Jim Knight. Lady bounty hunter who, uh, uh, you know, was uh, killing it with the ladies. And, uh, um, but so, so my point being that uh, I was I, fi- I found a thing where I rattled off like all of my. I was talking about role playing and I suddenly realized who Max was. Max was uh, one of my, my was my favorite actual D and D character. Actually, he was funny. I played in a game called uh, Middle Earth Role Playing. It was, uh, <clears throat> which was a, l- a little a little cooler than D and D. Sort of a, sort of a crack to D and D's weed. Um, <laughs> cocaine, I don't know. Uh, and, and if you ever want a musical cue, I, I don't know what it is, but Zach has queued up some of his hip hop. So if you ever, if you if you ever want it, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's sight unseen or, or ear unheard. Well, when your cheeks get 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 to a maximum redness, <laughs> all right, feel all free right. to pop the champagne cork with a little brief hip hop interlude. December twelfth, nineteen eighty nine, ten forty p.m. Tomorrow, if one thing goes right. I'll ha- I, shall, I shall have opportunity to partake in a shadow run with Neil and Rob. Ah, Seattle in the year 2050. <laughs> Your coffee is so strong. Such a pleasant place to escape to. Where, where prepositions can end sentences. All right, take it easy, Harmon. Don't bully anybody. Where Jim Nightblade, bounty hunter, stalks the dark streets without fear. The cybernetically enhanced anti-hero for whom nothing goes wrong that can't be fixed by next gaming session. How I envy thee, James. And how I long to control you again for an hour or two. And how I wonder why language hasn't evolved when technology has as these and thous still are in usage. Oh, I wonder that when one when writes in a journal, one must take on an Orson Wellian bravado, although one is writing about one's acne. So that for one brief moment, I might mistake myself for you and this world for yours. Also, so that I might add to my treasure chest of fantastic experiences, which I share with myself alone after the game has been done for days. You see, reader, there's a reader. So. Jim's world has perfect screenplay potential. Whoa. I, 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 I lament earlier that life has no screenplay potential. <laughs> thing. Uh, I don't. This is this is one day earlier. I don't even know what to write, but I feel a surge of pathetic feelings. I know that in a, a matter of hours, something will go wrong or right, and for the rest of my life, some things will just keep going wrong or right. Real life sucks. It has absolutely no screenplay potential. Life is a monotonous hairball. Sorry. My cheese got red. Life is a monotonous hairball. <laughs> That's all right. I'm I'm happy then sad, right then wrong. Wait, let's talk. Let's break down monotonous hairball. Let's break it down in the metaphor mixer. <laughs> Was that it? 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy, then sad, right, then wrong, early, then late, old, then young. These drops and peaks are tightly adhered to a steady flatline that is my boring existence. The problem is, these are normal teenage claims. <laughs> but I'm not supposed to be a teenager. In fact, I'm not. I sense that. <laughs> My roots run deeper than any adults. My branches puncture the farthest layer of sky. Whoa. <laughs> But my roots have yet to drink freely, and my leaves have yet to even bud. Do leaves bud? I don't even know. So anyways, I talk about going to play the, uh, the role-playing game, and then it uh, has perfect screenplay potential, as does... These are, and this is, a, I'm going to rattle off names. These are all names of characters I played, I created and played in various role-playing games. As does Edison Newborns, <laughs> Melkin Tooks, <laughs> Raymond Flinks, and of course, Maxwell Artfall. <laughs> Maxwell Artfall was my big, that was my guy. Who was who he? He was a bit of a rapscallion, a swashbuckler, uh, and something of a ladies' man. <laughs> Uh, strangely enough, <laughs> I mean, it gets it gets dark. I, get, I, I, I become I become more and more of a dick as like my my sexual frustration kind of like okay. Well, boils. When, you, when you start writing some of the prose again, I want I want to cue that music again, and, and I, I think it might time out just right. There's a so I got uh. uh I'll be dipped in dog shit if I didn't pass my road test on Friday. I'm a licensed driver. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a real journal entry. That's a, that's a job I'm not doing in every other one. It's like, why don't you stop telling me about the particulars of, of, of the gestalt and uh, tell, tell me, remind me at 40 of like, what were you doing? Uh, gee, the more I write, the less I have to say. I lost the debate meet on Saturday. That is, Graham and I went two and one. The other team one and two. I just had to throw them under the bus, I guess. I didn't go to the snowball dance at school. I didn't go to the company Christmas party at Ground Round. I didn't go to comedy sports on Sunday. Gina moved in with some guy by UWM. Gina would be some girl I had a crush on, not, not right. somebody that uh, ever touched me. <laughs> Actually, she let me kiss her under a mistletoe. You're still 15, right? Uh, this is December 17th, 89. Yeah, I think I'm 15. My car insurance shall be costing me about $100 a month. You had car more. insurance at 15 years old? Yeah. What? Well, I, I, yeah, and, I, and a job. Fifteen? Half my pay, at any rate. I was a dishwasher. God knows what gasoline costs. <laughs> I didn't know yet. F funny thing is, these are my only problems. There are a few more. I got a C on a Brit Lit paper, and I'm eight and a half stories behind in that class. I have to clean my room. No Christmas shopping done. No girl to spend the remaining 40% of my money on. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, ladies, don't weep for me. I, I, I spew some misogynist shit. Uh, <laughs> I guess the bottom line is that I need a little excitement or a little order to my life. I wish I had a few friends who didn't laugh at everything I said. No, no, no. stop laughing. He hates that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I come to like it. Uh, but rather had a reply that might silently amuse me. <laughs> I wish my zits would vanish, granting me the confidence I feel I need to be more successful with the chickers. 
Keep going. Oh, hang on, it's not enough. So then then there's a page that says, December 18th through January 3rd, transitional movement. (laughs) Phase two begins. You ready? You want the music back? Dad's taking off his jacket, picks up his vodka, and reads. say (laughs) fuck it in reference to the dealings of my phase one self (laughs) fuck 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 it in fact I'm afraid the new policy is this one no more involvement in the affairs of others no extracurricular attempts at hobnobbing Speak when spoken to and when wit is unavoidable. (laughs) You know, sometimes you don't know your own strength. Number two, think before speaking. No reflexive speech that wears a groove in your brain, like, uh, 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 which I grew into the master of. Should have listened to some of this shit. Number three, no more somber thoughts of existentialism than aren't properly coated with wit and or humor. This guy's laying it on the line. Number four, no unsolicited criticism outside the presence of the subject. What? You know, like, don't talk shit about people. Okay, I got you. Behind their backs, say it to their face. Number five, constant quest for adventure. Yes. Period, period, period. When offered two choices, take the less routine. Six, an 80% reduction of all negative humor. (laughs) Which is easier to execute than the more enjoyable, refreshing, positive humor that will replace it hence. suffice to say that the policy in general dictates a more light, carefree image. (laughs) Including in my writing, starting now! Ah, that feels better. Well, tomorrow I begin another mad dash to finish homework in class, so I'll better get some ugly sleep. (laughs) Instead of beauty sleep. Oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. (laughs) Alright. Cool the music. This is, this is the point where I started to go, this is fucked up. Like, this is really fucked up. And I don't know what to say to mitigate that before reading this. I, do, I, I don't know what to do to protect myself from your judgment reading this, because as I was explaining to Aaron, I, I, don't, I don't know enough differences between me and this person, except that this person bothered to write this down. And, and like, I, I mean, I, I, know, I know that this person is lying to himself, but I, I, I don't, me saying that is not enough. This is a... <clears throat> uh, Tuesday, January 23rd, 1990, 11.14 p.m. I will probably never forget tonight for two reasons, one big, one small. The small reason is that I lost my virginity in the back of my mother's 83 Firebird. <laughs> Uh, 
The big reason is that I realized what a complete scumbag I am. I am the worst shade of evil you can get. Tonight, I played the role of the heroic super stud to the last line. And boy, did I do good. I said, get your hands off of her. What a macho one I was. I'm referring to this story that I've told in a, a, at least in another podcast, if not this one, where I, I, the girl I lost my virginity to, I met her online, and I went to her place, and we, for a couple dates, we kind of, I went to her place and we made out. Then her crazy mom came home, started yelling at her about a new Kids on the Block fan club check that she had taped together uh, after being disposed of as punishment for not doing her chores. She was 21 and had a kid, um, and was really into new Kids on the Block. Uh, her mom pulled a steak knife out of a drawer and started yelling drunk and like like I stepped in between this this, this girl's mom and her and uh, with my acrylic sweater and my little rat tail and my and my zits and, and 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 said and said leave her alone like like um, and and so she and so afterward uh, we went under the uh, Hone Bridge in Milwaukee and we had sex in the back of my mom's car so so I'm coming home from that I think and 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 really feeling my oats. Um, <laughs> Feeling your oats? I, is that what you do? You, you sew them. Before you sew them, don't you kind of run, run them around your, through your fingers a little bit? <laughs> if you love oats. I love mine. <laughs> At 16. Uh, <clears throat> I said, what a macho one I was. And it all worked. I was partly responsible for patching up a family tonight. <laughs> People were happy and safe because of Dan Harmon. And hey, I even got the ultimate prize. I fucked her in the freezing cold weather in a cramped car. She came twice. Here's the, here's the punchline. I don't give a shit about any of them. I'm not even going to write her name on papers. So if my parents read this, I can pretend it was someone respectable. I don't even know what that means. Like, like, am I in a yacht club? Like, why am I talking like, like Andrew McCarthy in a? Like, like, why? I was lower middle class. She lived in a. <laughs> She lived on the... Her name was Tammy. <laughs> she existed. That sounds a lot like she didn't exist, but I have no reason to perpetuate that. She existed. I'm, uh, it sounds like she was in She might still exist. Uh, everything I did tonight that made it look like I cared for her was some realistic charade <laughs> from my mother's soap operas. Some half-assed reflex, something in me that needed to play life just like on TV. Oh, did I say half-assed? No way. It was perfect. All the while in my mind, I was up at comedy sports again, strutting my stuff on the AstroTurf stage. <laughs> to the delight of the rabid audience that demanded to see the new game called Romance. <laughs> Threaten your stuff on the astroturf. God knows I don't give a shit about anyone but me. Uh, and then, I, and then I, I drew a stick figure uh, that is 
I know is Maxwell Artfall because he has a bandana around his head. <laughs> there are three stick figure women oh. flocking towards him. Oh He's brandishing a little stick figure sword and I labeled it Sword of Charm. <laughs> and he's holding a rope as if to, you know, about to swing away like Errol Flynn. And it says, it says Rope of Apathy. Some some sixteen year olds don't know how to take "I'll let you fuck me" for uh, for the compliment it is. Uh, Tuesday, February thirteenth. This is a little less than a month later. All's well that never ends. <laughs> oh, oh, he's good. Tammy was taken away to a mental hospital. <laughs> Real good. <laughs> he fucked the brains out of her. <laughs> Tammy was taken away to a. You fucked her into a mental home? <laughs> Attempted suicide is illegal, you see. Oh. Quite the opposite, Jeff. I fucked her into the pits of despair. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had another song queued up for that one. I guess I didn't have to deal with her after all. Oh. My hero. After I got off the phone with her when I realized she was a manic depressive schizophrenic who thought she was a Satanist. She did think she was a Satanist, that's a true story. I felt bad about not giving a shit about her, so I wrote this eulogy. Uh, and it says Tammy by Dan Harmon, filled in later. And it's, and it's blank. Show me? Dan. Like, like, I'll do it later, I mean. Yeah. Well, uh, Wait, you know, why don't you do it now? <laughs> why don't you eulogize her now? Uh, roses are red, violets are blue. I, Tammy, I'm so sorry I put my wiener anywhere near you. Uh, try, to, try to buck up wherever you are. And, uh, and I also apologize for the size of my mom's car. Uh, and just as the poem suggests, she's dead to me now. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's you know what I'm doing. I'm like I'm like a 16 year old nerd who like actually got laid, and I can't deal with the idea. Like I, I I'm and it's, it's like the only person that would let me do it was like this you know this person I met online, and she was kind of you know she was mentally unstable, and she did. I, it's like I'm I'm I don't know what, I don't I don't even know exactly what I'm doing. I just know I'm coping with something, some energy larger than myself by being a woman hating like uh, pompous asshole, like and acting like well I whatever and. I I just really the, my, the the uncomfortable thing is I just really this is this is me. It's not it's not like like Aaron said. So what? You haven't atoned enough with, w with the fact that this is your 16 year old self. That, that you're not like why is it embarrassing if it's not you anymore? And I'm like it's not that it's me. I mean it's been it's been a million years, but it's just like it's just too uncomfortable seeing like the, the kind of core of your personality. 
like kind of laid out by someone who doesn't know how to how to how to dress it up right yet. He knows how to he knows how to dress it up, but his dress is like a special dress that belies the really gross shit underneath. Uh, I'm sure he could come up with a much better metaphor for this. For what I'm trying to say. I'm not just getting the same things out of life as everyone else. This is another entry later. I'm only talking to myself on this paper, so I'll just be honest. Look at everybody else. They are so weird. The way they talk, the way they write, the way they think. They're not like me at all. The only similarities I have with these people are the things I've picked up, acquired as habit, like a foreigner in America. I need a CAT scan. Maybe I have a tumor. What the fuck happened to me? You notice I'm not talking like Frasier anymore. It was like I needed that first orgasm to like get out the Shakespeare like thing. Yeah. I am like the perfect person. <laughs> Everything goes swell for me. I have so much to be thankful for. Maybe the problem is I don't know who to thank. I remember I had a saying when I was around 12 or 13 that used to amuse people. I'd say, thank something. One would think it was a malicious taunt, a way of flaunting my then-fledgling agnosticism toward God. But it wasn't. It was a genuine plea, an honest praise, a desperate attempt by me to show my appreciation to whoever was in charge without offending anyone by using the wrong name. And I don't mean anyone down here. Nothing has changed. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. There is nothing to latch onto. It's like an equation in algebra with no numbers, just variables. You'll never solve it. Never! <laughs> and don't think that admitting my confusion is therapeutic because it doesn't do a thing for me. Should I be depressed, happy, introverted, violent, observant, ambidextrous, funny, <laughs> young, prepared, afraid, apathetic? There's no one to ask. There never was. Never will be anyone like me on this planet. And who cares if there was? The blind leading the blind. No one knows. No one understands the simultaneous pain and pleasure I live with. <laughs> constantly on the brink of the insanity I swam in when I was younger, somewhere between 7th and 8th grade. Were, were you a cutter? Uh, no, I was a, I was a, I was a visser. <laughs> who, who, need, who needs to cut themselves when they can do this kind of damage on paper? <laughs> Always finding a new excuse to postpone thought lest I go bonkers. Is that nuts? I'm allergic to my own mind! <laughs> I am so confused. I am so confused. What will become of me? Everyone else has this determined look on their face, this purpose in life. What do I have? What will I ever get? Where the fuck am I? Who am I? And how did I end up in the body of a 17-year-old? Help. <laughs> June 20th, 1990. <laughs> Haven't written in a while. I think I'm going to write a short story loosely based on my recent experiences in life and love. <laughs> I'll call it... <laughs> Twinkies of Inferno. <laughs> That's been our show. Thank you for coming to Harmontown, everybody. That's not the whole title. <laughs> there's a colon and then there's more. <laughs> Twinkies of Inferno, The Adventures of Dapper Dan. <laughs> Speaking of love, I think I am in love. But she hardly knows me. Surprise. And she's going to college in September. She is beautiful. 
intelligent, witty. Here's the best part. She only laughs at my really good jokes. And when she does, she lights up the whole room. I'd better put her name down for future reference. And I do. She's, I put her full name, and then I put her address and her phone number. Uh, so future historians can track her down. I go, what was it like to be loved by Maxwell Artfall? I'll never forgive myself when she's gone. Never. T time for a poetry break, I say. And then I write a poem. I don't think that, that song will work with the temp to the, the meter of this poem. Uh, what do you want? What are you feeling? I don't, it's it's kind of we'll go tacit. It's kind of staccato and staccato. Well, well, we'll do it a cappella. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a place that you can go. There's no one here you need to know. There's not a thing. Oh, do you have anything by Dr. Seuss? <laughs> <laughs> it occurs to me someone had some inspiration here. I will not fuck you in a car. <laughs> Uh, upbeat, downbeat. What do you like? No, no, no. Really, I, trying to make it work with whatever you pick will be more of a. It'll be. I'll just, well, just barrel through it like a Dr. Seuss poem. Uh, There's not a place that you can go. There's no one here you need to know. There's not a thing that you can be. There's no such thing as symmetry. There is no balance, right or wrong. There are no words. There is no song. There is no pleasure without pain. There is no sunshine. While it rains. <laughs> There's not a deed that you can do. There's no one else. There's only you. You're on your own. Do what you will. You'll die when you have had your fill. You'll die. You'll die. And then you'll see. We'll share the answers. You and me. When you were, <laughs> when you were not, I split you up. And now you seek to interrupt. Go back. Go back and tend your own. You'll die. You'll die. You're not alone. I think that's God writing that to people. <laughs> There's 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 two there's two final entries. We might as well complete the story, uh, and uh, and then we'll 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 bring up Spencer. I mean, this has been a full thing that you you've wa you've watched this. You don't have to sarcastically. I hope that was applause for Spencer and not sarcastic applause for the ending of me reading my uh, pretentious journal. They're one and the same. But, but but you know what? This guy wouldn't care what you think. Obviously. <laughs> I, 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 are you strangling this audience with a rope of apathy right now? I use the rope to get away from the women who are drawn in by my sort of charm, Jeff. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Second to last entry. August 1st, 1990, 12.51 a.m. I think that, that indicates that I've started drinking and... Uh, <laughs> I think I'm coming home later. I ran into some old friends tonight. I was at a stoplight in my 83 Firebird when a car pulled up next to me. I noticed it contained Shenard Dern, Dave Harrison, Mike Musgrove. I rolled down my car window and said hello. Strangely enough, the first words out of Mike's mouth were smooth grip lube tube. What? I then remembered that two years ago I had used that term in a speech on birth control to our oral communications class. Mike and Dave were in that class. They were seniors and I was a sophomore. Now I was a senior, sitting next to them once again at a red light. They were drunk. The conversation was slacking, 
So I mentioned the fact that Andy Luciano, the sports guy on TV6 News, was at White Hen Pantry. I said he looked like Don Ho. I added that his wife was a Don Ho herself. A gosh Don Ho. Andy doesn't really look like Don Ho. <laughs> Andy looks Hawaiian, and the only Hawaiian I know is Ho. Alright. Obviously a little little tipsy going into the journal that night, I think, feeling a little Alright, final entry. Sunday, September 30th, 1990, 11 4, oh, 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 4 p.m. <clears throat> a lot has happened as of late. <laughs> I will not bother to dwell. As of late. <laughs> I have become senior class vice president. The class of 91 has failed in their last chance to win homecoming week. We are truly the victims of an administrative conspiracy. <laughs> My experiences continue to push me up the ladder towards self-actualization, spiritual unity with thought and body and deed. As I progress, I begin to realize that the top rung is connected to the goddamn bottom rung. So it's not so much climbing to the top as it is learning to deal with this round ladder. Story circle. <laughs> the birth of a model. This journal seems so incomplete with all its gaps and ambiguities. Oh, there's enough, buddy. But I sense that this is it for this journal. I just had a funny feeling that maybe I'm speaking over a decade or more to my future self. <laughs> and my wife and kids. Uh, oops. Dan, old Dan. T take a walk once in a while. <laughs> I may be young, but I do not lack in wisdom. I don't say so myself. Uh, yeah. I don't know when to tell you this, but at this point I was reading this in the green room and I started crying. Erin uh, was watching me read and she's like, what is, what is happening? What's going on? Because she saw how upset I was with the previous entries and I'm, I'm like reading this and crying and kind of smiling a little. And she's like, what, what, is, what is it? What is it? And, and, and I'm like, I, I, I finished reading it and then I dried my eyes and go, I'm not crying because it's it's good. I'm, I'm just crying because my 17-year-old self like, like, like landed the perfect closer to a segment. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe this kid did something right. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Perhaps you have turned to this book in a moment of need. <laughs> it's true, I had no bits. <laughs> if so, try to remember the spark that we share. And listen to me when I say that you should hang on. I wonder who the chick in your life is. Is she pretty? I know you don't care, but I'm 17. <laughs> I know you've loosened your stance. <laughs> you must love her. It must be awesome. You two probably fight a little, but I'll bet she's the type that knows how to handle your little mind tricks. You know what I hope? I hope some rainy night you two have a fight and she kicks you out of the house or you storm out, take a walk or a ride in your Corvette. <laughs> 
now I'm crying. <laughs> and she finds this notebook on the coffee table, open to this page. And she reads it and realizes that you really are capable of love. Though you don't show it sometimes. And I hope you really did name your child Max. <laughs> Because you're both Woody Allen fans. And I hope that she, he or she is what you always dreamed of. And I hope someday he or she achieves what it seems you were not born to do. Whatever and wherever they are, give my love to your loved ones. And try to realize that your parents, if alive, feel the same way. And would love a call from you on the Visiphone. <laughs> Which now exists. With that, I leave this, the last entry in the first volume of my journals. It would have been nice if it would have been a whole year long, but only the calendar runs on 12-month cycles. People do not. The sun sets once again on this crazy beach. Jesus Christ. The people continue to construct their strange shapes in the sand. While the tide rolls in... And out. A cold, misty morning fades as the gray sun rises overhead, revealing the head of a mysterious robed warrior. He gestures at you and makes a compelling offer. Would you like to be a samurai? Would you take the way of the warrior? All it would take is to start snacking healthy with Nature Box. You make as to leave, but the Nature Box Samurai is instantly in your path. Nature Box makes snacks that actually taste great and are better for you, created with high-quality ingredients that are free from artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners, so you can feel great about snacking. The Samurai reveals a Nature Box from his robes. His hands are a flash as he produces a box, a Nature Box full of masa crisps and cherry berry bonanza. Nature Box recently made their service even better, so now you can order as much as you want as often as you want with no minimum purchases and you can cancel at any time. And you'll never get bored because there's new snacks each month inspired by real customer feedback. And if you ever... Oh shit. Ninjas. Ah! Ah! Nature Box recently made their service even better. Now you can order as much as you want, as often as you want, with no minimum purchase required, and you can cancel any time. With Nature Box, you never get bored. There are new snacks each month inspired by real customer feedback, and if you ever try a snack you don't like, Nature Box will replace it for free! The ninjas fall to the ground, defeated by superior snacking. It's simple. Go to naturebox.com and check out their snack catalog. There are over a hundred to choose from, and they're constantly adding delicious new snacks. Choose the snacks you want, and they'll deliver them right to your door. And right now, you'll save even more. Sheathing his sword, the samurai continues down the road, away from you. Foes defeated, he sheathes his sword and begins to walk away. But he turns. And one more thing. Right now, you'll save even more. NatureBox is offering Harmontown fans 50% off your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash Harmontown. And in an instant, he's vanished. But his voice still lingers on the wind. That's naturebox.com slash Harmontown for 50% off your first order. That's naturebox.com slash Harmontown. Snack like a warrior.
Spencer, come up, uh, if you will. Spencer Crittenden, our DM. All right. It really, it really is a. I mean, I, I hope the positive word for it is catharsis. Uh, the bad word would be absolute draining, like like just crippling. But sadness. From fifteen to seventeen, I think we would all be embarrassed by anything we did. That's. It's 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 pretty embarrassing because you really stuck the landing on it. Like you you you, yeah, you, you really did it with a big flourish at the end. You know, like, like yeah. you John Hancocked it. Yeah. Uh, and also, you asked your older self to uh, to uh, enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and also to to appreciate your youthful wisdom. <laughs> uh, that's that's narcissistic. Yeah. I may be young, but I still have some wisdom to offer. I'm smarter than uh, you, like, old man. <laughs> uh, it's like Looper. I, said, I hope he kills himself as he keeps fake threatening to in all his dramatic journal entries. Maybe he'd take a blunderbuss and I, I, blow I himself think, over. You know, it's that, there's that there's that sweatiness of you know adolescence that you know kind of stinks up the giant. But still, you are you, you're still a pretty good writer back then. It's a little frasery at points. Yeah, there's a lot of like you could you could, you could lose the whilsts. Yeah, <laughs> things like that. And, and you notice the Wilds went away kind of as the sexuality emerged. Like, like yeah. there was still there was still some left over, but but there was a lot of like it's like sort of a stereotype. There was a lot of like I was like Shakespeare, like like but bad until like a, a girl let me touch her boobies. It's, yeah, and, and then you were Kerouac, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah then I turned into Kerou- turned well, bad Kerouac. Well, yeah. Yeah, as a threshold, I don't know if anyone's ever read it. Ask the Dust. You become John Fonte in there for a moment. And then, 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 then that's the threshold into becoming actual, an actualized writer. Yeah. Sorry, John Fonte. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, so uh, let's see. Should we should we plunge right into T and D? Probably. Right. Yeah. It's already nine o'clock. So. Uh, uh, do you, should we grab our character sheets? Yeah. Do you want me to give them? This is the character sheet distribution music. fluttering across the stage like so many pieces of densely written upon paper. Spencer, if you will, Dungeon Master to the Stars, bring us up to date, if you would. In the last adventure, our heroes, guided by the barbarian Karen Broadleaf, finally arrived at Yellow Camp, the first of three Butzalot encampments. Noticing something amiss, the gang came to discover that the Butzalot tribe had formed an uneasy alliance with Ashtail and his Blackpaw Knolls in a bid to gain control of the entire Butz Peninsula. <laughs> Sharpie single-mindedly sought out his father, only to find that he was in Blue Camp, gathering with advisors to discuss the dwarves' possible surrender. But when the gang got to Blue Camp, they were told Barbarian Lord left for Red Camp, the gathering place of warriors. Eventually, Sharpie met with an old rival, Deadeye Duncan, who revealed that the Lord snuck away from Red Camp last night with a retinue of elite warriors from the tribe. But where were they headed? That ha- I was pretty in the bag by then, I think. I think that might have been during a blackout. Deadeye Duncan? Yeah. Deadeye Duncan. An old rival. Oh, I think I know I remember. You met him. So he said that my dad left uh, with a with a retinue of of gnolls or of, barbarians of elite barbarian warriors, and they headed where? Who knows? Hmm. It was it was presumably a secret miss- mission of sorts. You're standing in the middle of Red Camp. A few barbarians stand staring and muttering to one another. You're saying he told no one where he went? Yeah, and he left in the dead of night. 
the most mysterious part of night. <laughs> you know, Quark. Yeah. I'm no wizard at this, <laughs> but I am a wizard. <laughs> And I think we need a tracker. An experienced ranger of sorts. Yeah? What about that weird homophobic chick that you didn't like? Oh my god, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> do we have any do we have a twenty on Mulrain Sedana? Do you have a twenty like a location? Yeah, yeah, yeah what, we talk. What's your twenty? You, uh, little buddy. You look around and standing, leaning against a, a post in a very cool manner. <laughs> Stands Mulrain Sedona. Yeah. You mean she was following us the whole time? Yeah, she's, she's a tracker. <laughs> All right. That's why we need her right now. I, uh, I saunter over to her. Sauntering coolly, you approach the half-elf, half-human. <laughs> Role player Aaron McGathy. Reprising her role as Mulrain Sedano. <laughs> in, in soap operas, when I was a kid, my mom used to watch Guiding Light, and in soap operas, they, I don't know if they still do this, but because they shoot one every day, and so you can't avoid, like sometimes a main character gets really sick, yeah. and they, just, they have no choice. They, so they very often, like a guy will they'll go like, well, where's Clifford? And then like this guy that you've been watching for 25 years as Clifford comes in, but it's a totally different guy wearing the same sweater, and then this voiceover would just come in and go, the part of Clifford Johnson will be played by Daniel P. <laughs> and, and they would just move right along uh -huh. with it. Like, like, it was the coolest thing in the world. Daniel Pilaf was a goodie, though. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello. Well, Rain. So sorry, we forgot that you were with us or that you disappeared the, the last uh, uh, chapter of our campaign. We, we were good. <laughs> we had a good time. It's quite all right. I was on a different adventure. Really? You have different ones? I, let, 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 uh, tell us about it. What happened? Well, I, uh, I joined a different campaign. For, yeah. Uh, what were their names? Their names were uh, Surrey Cruz <laughs> and uh, Jemima Syrups a lot, <laughs> and uh, there there were uh, there were legs covered in eyes there too, and there there's a lake of fire. Are you there's lying? Of... Are you lying to us right now? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Making making up names. You just followed us and felt yes, unwelcome. Yes, yes, you just, yes, you've just been tagging along like a, like, a, like a stray dog. I've been I've been in the branches. <laughs> Adventure. <laughs> Well, look, as fate would have it, we have a use for you. <laughs> Curse you, fate. <laughs> My dad's missing. He, he left. He didn't tell anybody where he went. Uh, he I don't he know left how... in the worst part of the night. The dead of night. <laughs> I don't know how tracking works. I don't know if you need to find a broken branch. I bet, I bet Mulrain Sedona knows exactly how tracking works. I do. I, I use these skills. Describe them briefly. <laughs> I regard the forest for signs of <laughs> of Butzalot's father. But my you, eyes. You were in an encampment in the plains and rolling hills. I was. I'm such a liar. <laughs> I, I use my, my sense of smell, but now but now I'm present. Right? You are present, that's true. Oh, she's good. She tracked her own presence. I looked, I looked to the ground. 
using your keen sense of smell, you detect the distinct aroma of Butzalot warriors. There are butts this way. <laughs> All right, well, lead the way. I lead the way. They lead out the door. The smells do. <laughs> Let's follow these smells. I open the door <laughs> because I'm a gentleman. Thank you. Your token is accepted gratefully. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't notice that. <laughs> I, I did. I mean, yeah you, you, yeah, you did, but these guys are pretty quiet about my, it. My, my journal has Thank turned you. everyone into a petty 15-year-old. <laughs> A, a sad, existential, self-involved uh, mutterer. Hey, uh, why are you talking? Uh, was wit uh, necessary? Or, or uh, unavoidable. Un- unavoidable? Unavoidable. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't detect... I, I detect unavoidable wit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hoisted by your own petard, Sharpie. Yeah. Who you is exit. That? Who, who, wait, 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 let's take a quick break right. from the D&D game. Uh, who, because uh, I cast a pallor over the evening with my journals. I just want to know, raise your hand if you're my, if you were my biggest fan in, in the world. Like, if you think, okay, well, there's Adam. <laughs> yeah, all right, so, second to Adam, like, 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 who thinks maybe, like, 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 really, you have a super claim. Like, you really, really adored me. Really, really, like, you could, you felt like I, I, I was really a magnificent human being. Wait, what? The and now are... they don't? Is that what you're asking? Well, I wanted to ask him if it changed because of the journals. I'm really... It was great. Do, do... It was great. Oh, thanks, I, girlfriend. I like you more after your journal. Okay. All right. All right. Jesus, right? Yeah. All right. Jesus says he liked me more. Sorry, I, I had to know. I'll edit it out. Just concerned. I liked you more. Okay. Well, Sorry, now everyone likes me less because I cared. I don't know. I thought, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 I, I told you I'm the same guy. I, I just I want I care I mean, what that, people that, think. That's the thing. I, you you really are the same guy. We don't change, as Tolstoy yeah. said. You know, identity doesn't really change that much. I still think women that have sex with me are are, are bad people. <laughs> and they all go insane. Thank goodness afterwards. we don't have sex. <laughs> Too busy journaling. Kidding, guys, we're having sex right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Right. We're not. Uh, uh, You're uh, doing uh, it wrong. <laughs> Pre- pressing play on the uh, on this uh, Spencer DVR. You step out of Red Camp. You are an outside of Red Camp now. <laughs> it is evening. You can't see far in the rolling hills. <laughs> Hmm. Still got a track on those smells? You lose track of the smells. <laughs> well, shit, that tracking thing, all it did was get us out of... I, I examine the ground. You examine the ground and see several pairs of tracks. It looks like they've been attempted to be covered up. Uh-huh. But your keen eyes see through the illusion. I uh, I suggest that we follow the tracks that are most but, butts a lot, like... You suggest successfully. <laughs> Let's right. follow these. All right. We have torches. Yeah. We better, we better light them up, gentlemen. Lighting your torches, you shed light on the path. <laughs> it's just to keep, you know, like... Does Spencer know. suddenly hate this? <laughs> I'm so awkward, you guys. <laughs> Not true. 
No, we all. Let's see, follow I, the, f- the footprints. I created a vortex of raw emotion. Spencer's not immune. Like, like, like we're, we're all we're all feeling very adolescent. Uh, I just come here to hate myself every week. So I'm just like a sand dune shaped by the malevolent monotony of as many shapes as I intend to create on this sand. I know the tide will inexorably come. I was 15 too, you guys. I I wish I could have found you and had you do punch up on my journal. <laughs> Wait, what, what was the character? The guy with the bandana what was his Maxwell name? Artfall. We got to meet that guy along this campaign at some point. Uh, Spencer, can we draw that character up at some point? Or that just be Dan? You know, he might have been a tragic demise. I, I, I believe I heard he drowned in pussy. <laughs> oh, it was uh, you know it was terrible. His rope of apathy could not get him. It's only it's only so long. <laughs> His sort of charm couldn't couldn't strike enough enough pussy off. Uh, I heard he drove away in a Corvette. (laughs) (laughs) The all new 2050 Corvette (laughs) with Visiphone. I examine our, our surroundings about us, Spencer. You fail to see the footprints that Mulrane Sedona has noticed with well, her key. I, I, Have I, we I, follow the footprints? Okay, let's, fo- let's follow those, fo- those, those, those crudely covered up footprints. Footprints. Throwing caution to the winds, you follow the footprints. They head south. East, west. There we go. Southwest. What's happening tonight, Spencer? I'm just sick. Yeah. I'm going to say that every day. It'll be awesome. You, you, you were sick last week, you said. I know. That's, uh, that's you, my thing now. Uh, are you in love? <laughs> did you eat some bad dice? <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, have, have you been licking your dice again? <laughs> did, did you roll a number two earlier? <laughs> You roll a number two. Uh, it's a dice joke. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> and a poop joke. Uh, okay, sorry, Spencer. We, we are concerned about your health. Sorry. Yeah, Spencer. Don't are, are, are you, is, is it an actual ailment? Or are you just? Uh... I think I just have like terrible anxiety crossed with steadily poisoning my body with like processed and fast foods. You know, oh. just oh, combines man. to make me feel terrible all the time. You look good. I know. I'm really good at faking. <laughs> You're like a plus 15 at faking, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Three or four rounds. Sorry, Spencer. I, I'd like to... I'm looking at my character sheet, and I noticed that you... You said that I'm 111 pounds, and I've never been happier. You said I'm 111 pounds. Yeah, but you're a dude. Yeah, I think six pounds of that is penis, so be careful what you wish for. Yeah, even lighter. Anyway, we follow the tracks. Following the tracks to the southeast, you make very little progress. (laughs) You track about a mile and a half before losing the trail. It seems like it either veers to the southeast or the southwest, but you're not sure which. The southeast, you can see mountains in the distance. The southwest, you can't make much out. Shit! Let's go towards the mountains, you guys. Right? Of course. Harmontown, mountains? Well, he's going to meet with dwarves, right? Yes. And dwarves like being taller... (laughs) <laughs> They'll do anything to. Yeah. They're going to be in the mountains, acting all tall. I was going to say, I think they live in mountains. Uh, do they? Yeah. Well, probably. I mean, I, you know, Lord of the Rings, much. Uh, anachronisms, much. Well, I mean, I'm speaking as uh, okay. Let's go to the mountains. 
mountains. Let's head towards the mountains. Live in the mountains. You hike for what seems like hours. Hey, Sharpie, uh, you know, we got a lot of downtime on this on this uh, hike toward the mountains. Let's do, wanna, do a walk and talk. Do you want to make a journal entry while, while we're on the way? <laughs> uh, cursed earth. It mocks my footsteps. I'm so perfect. <laughs> Wish I could find a woman who who only laughs when I'm really funny. <laughs> then, then I would give her my penis. <laughs> she would love it, for I am 17. <laughs> nice. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> but nice. Be comforted. <laughs> Sorry. Take it back. <laughs> How long until we need to camp? It's, it's nighttime. You've been walking for a good five or six hours in the evening. I mean, you could make camp or you could press on. You don't know where these tracks lead, so there's not really a good timing to it. I think, I think let's take a little break and let's, let's play a game. Like a board game or a word huh. game or something like that? Like sure, a, that's a great idea. Yeah? I mean, does anybody know any games we could play? Well, what about like a role-playing game? A role-playing game? <laughs> All right. Wait, what's that one where it's technology meets, uh, meets, meets magic? Shadow run. Uh, can I be uh, Jim Nightblade? <laughs> I, don't, I don't see how this is constructed. A <laughs> uh, little, little too close to home there, Sharpie? It's very clever and very expressive, but ultimately I think it's going to get like a 1.7 and a Thursday at best. <laughs> for its future. I think, I think it should just... What's the worst thing that, the worst thing that would happen? They're going to fire you off the show? <laughs> oh. Right. Oh. Not this one. This is Harmontown. I created this. This is not... You, you, cre- <laughs> you created Sarah Silverman in Community, too. Yeah, but this time I put Harmon right in the title. <laughs> like, I, I, there's no way. Yeah, yeah. What if, what if we pretended we were a family? <laughs> I know I'm a man, but what if I was the mommy? And Butzlat, what if you were the daddy? And, and what if you were the uncle? Uh, I probably would go into a berserk rage. <laughs> it might actually help me to get through some of these issues. I'm feeling really like ineffective right now. I'm trying to track my dad. I, I left him in the first place because I didn't feel like I was enough of a man. Now I can't even find the guy. Do you have any stories about your dad you can tell us while we're camped out? Hey, he hit me with a magic belt. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of magic was it? <laughs> it was a plus, plus three against asses. <laughs> Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> Thanks, Mulrain. But it's not, it's not sensitivity that I need. It's, it's to get my shit together. Shit, shit, shit. Such a fuck up. No. Too hard on yourself. <laughs> There's got to be a better way to track them than just conventional means. Wandering in random directions looking for smells. It's my dad. I, I use... You've tried enough. You've helped enough. <laughs> This is, but I this, must have this, something better this, than... The father-son bond is what will lead me to him. I take my mage dagger, and I make a tiny, painless cut on my hand. <laughs> painless. <laughs> Haven't had a dream in a long time. I hold my fist out by the torchlight, and I squeeze a little drop of blood onto the dirt at my feet. And I say... 
אכבר קטנאי ואכבר הרע אכבר 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 Well, divination isn't your strong suit, but, but you do get the sense that he's to the southeast. I said that. He's by the mountains, you guys. To the southwest. What? Right? The mountains are to the southwest. Oh. So I avoided a, uh, getting lost with my hand-cutting and fake, fake Arabic Jewish stuff. <laughs> Assuming you were right. What time of day is it, Spencer? It is evening. Let's I mean, it's, it's like early, like two, four. A.M. We use our, our torches and we go to the southeast. I say, I say extinguish the torches and travel under the cover of night. It's safer to travel without lights at night, right? <laughs> Look, I'm a barbarian gnome. You are incredibly convincing in your argument. The others are one over to your side immediately. All right. We extinguish our torches. Extinguishing your torches. You stumble around in the dark. <laughs> Slowly but surely, you head to the southeast before the break of dawn. Ow! Ugh! Ugh! Ugh. Ah. I examine our surroundings now. You see off in the distance smoke rising as if from some sort of encampment or small village. Sharpie? I say we hide. I'm kidding. We should, let's head towards the encampment. Look, man, I was going through your journal last night while you were sleeping. And, Don't uh, read it. You, you left them out, man. You're going to find out how smart I am. You talked a lot of trash when you were 16 years old, man. And, like, uh, well, I went through some shit. You, 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 no one ever the, understood me. There were, My there were, roots Sharpie, punctured the earth but never drank freely. I know, Sharpie. There was a passage that really moved me when uh, you talked to your current self. And you got the date exactly right. <laughs> and you wish that you would, uh, you would start acting like, a, like an adult. So you, you, you assume that you already would be. And yet here you are, just hiding in a bush all, for the rest of your life. The 15-year-old hid in that journal. And, and got now hit he's by asking you, what? And got hit by a magic belt. He got hit by a magic belt. Like, let's, let's let that spell loose. All right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, you could cut the tension with a knife, the, or a stick, or you know, anything with a you finger. You know what? All that having been said, I think we head toward the encampment. <laughs> Triumphantly, you raise yourself oh, from the bushes. Everyone loves the encampment. <laughs> they <People> enjoy progress. <laughs> <laughs> people like people like hitting play more than pause. <laughs> I just meant we're left-wingers. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, run, we run to the encampment. Running to the encampment, you detect the unmistakable aroma of, of Nolhide. We smell it. You smell it. <laughs> I smell it. I love it. <laughs> Noles, Noles are bad. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I just my... love smelling things. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've... I think... I think I think this session of D&D has been the bringing Adam Goldberg up on stage of D&D sessions. <laughs> and I think we got to know when to... You, when you to... mean exciting and illuminating? Uh, <laughs> <I> mean, maybe... <laughs> 
We should probably set set up set up set up camp and and, and pause it and not do anything. You don't have to like camp before you pause. You could pause before action. It's like a, like a cliffhanger sort of thing. Yeah, I just I I jump. I start to yeah. jump up into the air. Freeze freeze frame. Yeah, it's like a Toyota commercial. Yeah, yeah. Is there like a drawbridge I can start charging across? Like, and, uh, and, did and, I do it bad? It's not you, you narcissist. It's me. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. It's me. No, it's, no, it's me. It's not, not me. Not everything's you. The, not the a... only person who's not blaming himself is Jeff. And really, I think it's him. <laughs> I don't know what he did wrong, but maybe he wasn't supportive enough of my journal. I, don't I, know. I love your journal. I, I, I've been very supportive. I think it's these guys with the matching jackets in the front. <laughs> no, don't they're throw the audience in the They're not bus. matching. They're just, a, they're just brown. <laughs> one's leather. One's like a, like a kind of a nylon-y kind of canvas business. They look great. Yeah, I see. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a UPS jacket, and the guy's got a, like a like a Naga hide thing going on. <laughs> I was just kidding. I made fun of it because I love it. Sorry. Well, what happened is, I said last week in a drunken D and D playing stupor, I was like, "Oh, we should not play anymore because we get to get." I wanted you to get your friend, your famous friend, to come and play with us, and then we couldn't bag him as a guest. So then Spencer was like, "Is he coming?" No, sorry. So now he didn't have. You know, now we're we're walking on a path for a whole week. It's it's my fault. The whole thing is my fault and I, I, I may have been an asshole when I was 16 but I have become a person who knows how to over apologize <laughs> Uh, I, I, that, that, is, that is a coping mechanism that I have spent 30 years developing w w w in place of math. <laughs> it was fine. Well, thank Good you, job, everybody. Spencer, uh, before, uh, uh, let's, let's uh, thank Aaron McGathy. Aaron, thank you very much. Aaron, everyone. So Spencer... Spencer, stay put because I personally am uh, am concerned uh, about this growing anxiety of yours. Last yeah, let's just talk to Spencer like a, like a human being for a chance. Spencer, we, let's uh, learn more about him. Will your anxiety uh, permit you to come up on stage and sit in this chair and grab the mic so the audience oh, can yeah, see? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. All right, Spencer, everyone. Do you need a drink? Do you want? To... Uh, no, no, I'm good. Okay. Spencer, what's going on, man? I'm worried about you. Last week you said you were you were you weren't feeling well, but then you said it was anxiety. Are you uh, like agoraphobic or? No, I'm just uh, just weird. <laughs> but but you, you've you've been so like uh, everyone that I know that's uh, heard the podcast or people that come to the show like it's kind of it's pretty unanimous that people really enjoy you in the show and uh, like they they love what you do. Like you, you, do you not feel welcome here? Or oh, I love safe? it. That's why I come here. But it's like I'm just anxious. Like. It doesn't make sense. It's not like there's things that are happening that are like making me anxious. It's like I'm anxious and that's making me feel weird about things that are happening. Mm -hmm. I've had that. Uh, because of this or because of other things? Because of Harmontown or? Uh, Probably. I mean, I don't just, this is new. It's uh, it's not regular. It's it's a cause of stress, both good and bad. Like, I mean, it's, it just does that. Anxiety sort of is a thing that happens. Yeah, I got respiratory alkalosis. <laughs> I was all of a sudden my body was breathing wrong. I didn't even know it. I was getting lightheaded, and it was I don't, it, it was because I enjoyed the San Diego Zoo or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just your brain like will turn anything around you into the anxious stuff. Wow. Are you feeling anxious right now? Uh, kind of. Like now that you just brought it up, but. <laughs> Like, what if I really focus hard on it right now? What if, what if I really call it into high relief? Just my anxiety? Yeah. 
Well, I think I'm defiantly <laughs> pressing it down now. I don't know. Well, I, I, I hope you feel safe here, because uh, I feel safer having you up here on stage. Like, I think you create a very calming blanket in Harmontown. It's uh, you're you're very good at what you do. Well, I'm glad. If that changes, let me know. I'll gracefully take my exit. So, Aww. if that happens, if I'm good, it's fine, you guys. <laughs> I think you're better at what you do than than Dan or I are at what we whatever it is we do. I think you, you get up here and actually get up and do a, a specific job quite well. We're, Luckily, we're, you've defined it for me. So, yeah. So our our jobs are undefined. Like we're we have a, a, a plenty of right to be anxious. But uh, do you like dream pop, Spencer? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I saw that 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 Dino tweet. I do. I enjoy dream pop. I found out what kind of music I like. It's called dream pop. What is that? It's kind of a synthy aesthetic, uh, typically melancholy uh, emotionally, uh, but uh, kind of has more tone than melody sometimes. I would say Mazzy Star would be like a dream pop uh, playlist item. Uh, uh, he knows. Uh, M83, uh, uh, I'm particularly fond of. Uh, I could, I'd have to Wikipedia to find out the rest. Do you have any? Do you have I'm any? Only, uh, does two, anybody two, have any on their on their on their on their phone or, or iPod or something we can play? I'm, I don't think it would be. Uh, I'm just curious. I think the mood is already too dream poppy <laughs> right now. We would need something more bluegrassy to to bring the show to the station. Hi, I'm Jeff B. Davis from Harmontown, sitting here with uh, Spencer Crittenden. Hey guys, we're here to talk to you about Rhetoric Coffee. Are you guys coffee drinkers? Are you junkies? Do you get up in the morning and you're, you're just no good until you have that cup of coffee? Or do you just like to sweat a lot and get the shits? Yeah, no, that second one is definitely me. I like to sweat a lot and get the shits. Does that apply to this ad at all? Uh, strangely, yes. We're talking about Rhetoric Coffee. Rhetoric Coffee doesn't just give you unwanted diarrhea. It's the best subscription service coffee you'll ever taste in your life. Rhetoric commissions original art directly from comic book artists and then hand screen prints them on each bag. Each one you receive has a special life and is a unique organic work of art. I, we got this like bag right here. They, they, they gave us bags of coffee. I'm like... This is me crinkling a bag of rhetoric coffee. Look, I'm opening it right now. Oh my god, it smells like heaven. It's it smells like it smells like being like a like a like a angsty teen. He's Spencer is actually eating full coffee beans right now. That's good. <laughs> Dear God. That's great. Oh, somebody call the police. Not only are they fun to chew on, you could probably make coffee out of them. And you get to feel good about drinking that coffee because it's what I call ethical coffee. Rhetoric goes above and beyond fair trade, not just for their coffee, but in how they pay the artists that put the art on the bag with the coffee in it that Spencer is now currently chewing. Oh, yeah. Everyone wins. <laughs> You're a fucking monster. <laughs> their relationship with their artists allows the artists to continue making prints of their original work while allowing them full use for Rhetoric's projects. Everyone wins. Everybody wins. Everyone wins. Each roast is completely unique. You won't taste these complex flavors anywhere else. Their commitment to quality is top-notch. They are drinking what they are selling. They're getting high on their own supply. You know, they say not to do that, but it's also, I guess, a mark of quality in some sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go to a drug dealer that doesn't get high on his own supply. That makes me feel like he doesn't believe in the product. It might not be good business sense, but it's definitely, you know, a good product. Yeah. Go to rhetoriccoffee.com and sign up now and use the promo code FERAL, F-E-R-A-L, for a 30% off discount. <laughs> go to FERAL. F-E-R-A-L, for 30% off. Your first roast. You, ne you never forget your first roast, Spencer. 
I, I never will. The first roast is the deepest. That's R-H-E-T-O-R-I-C coffee dot com. Sign up and use the promo code FERAL for 30% off your first roast. Coffee's so good, you can chew it. Um, is there is there anybody here tonight that feels like they uh, uh, they're going through a particularly uh, a troubling period in their life? Somebody that has a terrible problem. All right, hey, Sue's hand is already going up. That's all right. That's all right, hey, Sue's. Can you come up here and talk about it a little bit? Hey, Sue's. Spencer will take his dungeon master seat. Hey, Seuss will come up. Hey, Seuss, I remember it was in the front row, I think, or second row, the night we did, the night we interviewed everyone of all races, uh, and he was one of the uh, Latino people. But, but uh, no, I, I know you didn't come up, but you were. I wasn't here. You were. What? That was the one week I missed. Pretty racist. Wow. <laughs> Different Latino. Different Jesus. I swear to God, there was a Jesus here. We all look the same. Jose, Jesus, Pedro, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's recorded. I remember his name was Jesus. And I remember your name was Jesus, so I made that connection. That's called racism. (laughs) Or Alzheimer's. As an ambassador of Mexican people, I forgive you. Thank you. Um, So, Nate, what's her name? Uh, Julieta came up. You weren't here? Uh, no, I was here, but yeah, she That's knew. what I'm talking about. Julieta. Never mind, don't worry. Oh, well, Julieta came up a different night when we interviewed. Yeah, that yeah, was a different night. It's a different... I'm no, off the hook. I'm not racist. Yeah. Like, I'm just... Uh, yeah, I'm just... Uh, I have Alzheimer's. I'm, see, you see, you, you experience it, but I, I like, like, catalog it sort of in my mind. Oh, that's episode four. That's episode 14. So yeah. that's why, you know... All right, so what's, uh, what's, what's the problem? Um, it's one of those things I feel are kind of, like... Things I'm not allowed to complain about. Mm-hmm. I have a great job. I get paid. Brown $10. people problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like most uh, people that are like 40 year olds, Mexican that are like outside Home Depot waiting for a job. Hopefully they'll like work 12 hours and then maybe get like 30 bucks. But I, I have a steady job. I get paid ten dollars an hour. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of work. 12 bucks. You know, it's a lot of time. I hate it. Even though it's meaningful, you know, I told you about it, SpaceX, the drilling holes in the spaceship parts, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I you work on a spaceship. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for yeah, real. Yeah. It's, it's no joke. Yeah. You, uh, tell them um, about it. Oh, it's, um, it's meaningful. I just, I don't like it. Um, it's a lot of time. I, I spend a lot of the time listening to your show. And, While uh, you're working on a spaceship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like welding a like a like an an X-wing onto an X-wing fighter. Or what, um, what is the is what is the real the, image of what you do? Is this the ship that's going to take us to the moon? Uh, yeah, yeah. It will. This is the Harman, you're, you're building the Harmon Township. <laughs> yeah, I I probably will if I keep continue on to this this it. thing. Um, yeah. 
But let them know that you're not saying these things because you're schizophrenic. Like, no, like, no, like no. you actually have a job at where? I mean, are you allowed SpaceX, to say? SpaceX, you can, I, I don't know. It's like a private space uh, yeah, yeah, uh, company, they, right? I, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to like you, you, tog up because you're, what you say is way more interesting than what I can say. When well, I'll edit it out. No, you work, on a, <laughs> you work on a spaceship. That's way more interesting. <laughs> and this is one of the most boring episodes of Harmontown in, in recorded I, history. Yeah, so. No, no, no. I, I mean, like the first episode, it was really like, I, I was immediately hooked because it's like, oh, whatever. I'm looking at all these podcasts. I uh, There are a lot of good ones. And then you, the first episode, you're talking about how much it sucked to be fired. And I was like, whoa, like you were really personal and revelatory. Like this first, the, the first thing I heard from you. And I was impressed. And I was I started, slowly it became my favorite thing in the whole world. <laughs> Well, I'm honored and flattered. Uh, but okay, so let's go. So you're, you're feeling in, unsatisfaction, dissatisfaction? Dissatisfaction. Well, yeah, I mean, in but your everyone, job. Uh, how, raise your hand if you're like in a creative, productive, media artsy kind of thing. Like, no? Yeah, yeah, and you want right. that career to progress, right? And it's just everyone. Wait, so what did you? So wait, are you are you saying you're creative, but you've ended up in a scientific uh, kind of cul-de-sac in your career? Or are you saying? Well, just uh, yeah. I mean, I don't because I'm complete. I have no reason for myself doubt uh, to be really um, uh, risky. Um, I just read a Tumblr entry that um, <laughs> that. Um, I guess I'll just say you, you you believe your mom didn't love you, and uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I make that joke for. Well, I mean, I I think my parents are a little reptilian. Reptilian. <laughs> like, kind of like you know, I don't I don't. I mean, they say they love me all the time. I just don't really. I'm not really. I don't really feel that. that it's probably my fault. I'm maybe I'm the reptile. I've also diagnosed myself with Asperger's and bipolarism and anything that comes down the pike. Because it could be broken inside me. Uh, but anyways, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, to <laughs> no, uh, but but you're so you, you, are you. Did you bring that up because you feel like your mom didn't love no, you? No, 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 not at all. I, I feel like I have no excuse to have all this self doubt. Oh but, God, I don't either. I, are you kidding? No, I I, I grew up in a fucking uh, a beautiful little neighborhood in a lower middle class suburb of Milwaukee, and we played kick the can and 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 and, and partook of the nectar of the of the pear trees. Uh, <laughs> I don't know much about wildlife. I. I, I, I my point is, I took advantage of it. I took it for granted. I, 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 we threw rocks at cars and, and it ran away. We caused trouble for the fuck of it because we lived in Eden, you know. We like tied ropes across the street to, to, to try to cause accidents, and people would get out of their cars and go, "What the fuck are you doing?" And we'd go, uh, "Like run away." Because that's what juveniles are doing. Like they're trying. Like they're, 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 there's too, there's not enough pain in their life. I was looking at photos today on Reddit of uh, what's going on in Syria. It's just blowing my mind. Like uh, what was particularly blowing my mind is that I was looking at pictures of it, and it was functioning as entertainment. I wasn't. You would know, use that word to, to to usually mean like, "haha, this is so fun." But but it can, you can also be being entertained by like, "holy shit, that's crazy!" Like, which is what I was doing, looking at these pictures of like people's feet getting like you know all fucked up and like 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 just like everyone pointing guns out of holes and cement walls at each. I can't tell who the good guys, the bad guys are, or who they think who's fighting who. Like, it's it's the, the, those guys are not. Like, you know, they're, they, they get to complain all they want, but they don't have time. They're well, not doing no, it. They're like, they're like, where's my gun? Where's my bullets? Where's Fred? But, <laughs> oh, he's dead. Okay, where's Steve then? You know, and they move on. They, they, they're self-actualized, but we don't want... That's not the solution. We don't want to live that life.
life. So, you know, yeah, the people who get to sit around and whine and have first world problems, like, yeah. Well, we, that's most of North America. Yeah. Like, that's it's the whole first world, problems. you might say. But, but, but we also, you know, I mean, we, like, 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 there, there's guilt that comes with that, but the guilt doesn't really get you a lot of places, except for, I think it's a Harmontown. To, <laughs> get you, get you to Anyways, that was all to say, like, whatever, you don't have to, you, you've done enough, uh, 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 kind of, what do you call it, disclaiming of whatever your complaints okay. are. So imagine that everyone forgives you. Imagine that okay. everyone, I'll, that no one's going to be muttering into their coffee cup. Okay. Then that guy got up and he, he should be grateful, but he's not, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's your pettiest complaint? I told you my gardener's doing something wrong. I tell, you know, I, I, uh, I have, I have chapped lips. It's ruined my day. Like, what's your, what's your, what do you wish it's, it was true that isn't, or? It's all the time I'm spending drilling holes into stuff that I could be in a room with funny, awesome people making things, and I wish that was my job. I wish I could just get drunk and high and make things. Like, I remember seeing an interview when you were talking about this embryo farm of, like, all these ideas, and people would just add to it, and I was so excited, and, mm. you know, I have a Twitter account called Embryo Farm, but I don't do anything on it. I just... Uh, anyway, point is, it's that I want that to be my job really soon. When you were talking about uh, Channel 101, and I started looking at all the Channel 101 things, and oh shit, uh, the you know, it's just um, the the jealousy of other people that uh, in high school. I I thought that my dream was a little too grandiose, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to be a great actor, blah, blah. But then, like uh, a dozen or so of my friends in the same class focused and struggled and they succeeded. They, they're doing what they love. They're traveling around the world doing this stuff and I... They're creatives? They're yeah, they're creatives. Actors, they're writers, creatives, whatever. actors, writers, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying they're there. They and you made a sensible, it. practical decision to go down like an engineering well, it's, road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's so literary or like uh, that, that you're not doing a creative thing that you, as far as you're concerned, but what you're doing is drilling holes in spaceships, which is, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're the yeah. guy, that, that, you're, you're, the, uh, you're the mechanic of, of, of space flights. The... Well, that was interesting for, like, three months or two months, and right. now I'm just, I'm still there. You're feeling a kind of, like, like, like potential regret. You're going, like, oh, when they, all, when they all put their lives on the line for their art and their craft, mm. meaning that they ate ramen noodles, and, you know, they, they, you, you, yeah. you took a more sensible path. So now your reward is you're drilling these holes and you're thinking about Tony, who, who may or may not be fucking Natalie Portman or, or whatever it is that he's doing, whatever the fantasy yeah. is. Oh, or, he's fucking. Or, ju or just having a good time. I don't, I don't mean to make it sound shallow, the fantasy. I mean, because she's deep. Uh, um, <clears throat> the... <laughs> The so so I I I, well, I have I have good news for you. I, the amount of time that creatives spend uh, 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 doing nothing, even remotely creative, is like almost equal to the amount of time that non-creatives do. Well, I know I, I did spend four years doing nothing at all. Like I could have spent that time writing, but I, I didn't. Yeah, but I, well, I mean, so I mean, I guess what I'm saying is it's not too late. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. Yeah, and yeah. you're worried. That, I think your concern might be that you would have to quit your job because you can't. You can't drill a hole in a spaceship at the same time as you write on a Manila notepad. Uh, uh, what if a pickle uh, 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 met a Bigfoot? Um, <laughs> but but I, I just I just did that at the same time as I was supposed to be entertaining people, uh, which is, 
and for a lot of these people, this show has become like me drilling holes in spaceships. Uh, but but it, it becomes monotonous and, and, and quiet, and, uh, and uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of sweat involved. Bringing um, boring people up to talk like me. <laughs> no, no, I think this is this is this is more interesting. I, I like the the, the, uh, the the mutual anxiety association uh, going on. Like I I assume like uh, as soon as you come up here, you seem so self assured. Like like uh, you gave me a patch from the spaceship you're working on. Like you seem like you got your shit together, Dan. I we all assume has his shit together. Spencer comes up here and nails it every time. It's, it's so funny to me that to like to look at you people and uh, people don't assume that you guys haven't got it all together. Like you, you you can look at people and assume that you guys have it all like laid out. Like, like, like as, as long as you just said so. It's 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 very uh, it's uh, illuminating and crazy to like to find out that like that you're you know. Like well, in, in, in a vortex of uh, anxiety right now. It's, well, it's, well, deep down we believe in ourselves and believe we're great. Like you know, the journal entry. I you know I believe in the whole like yeah I, I was probably around a couple thousands of years ago in some form spinning around electron blah 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 and I have my past memories. And, never mind. Uh, but um, as I think as a dungeon master, I hate myself. <laughs> Make no mistake. <laughs> Do you really? I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> this is becoming my favorite Harmon channel ever. There's escape velocity in this show. Well, like, dream, you know, dream Pop is very melancholy. Spencer and I both like it, but we do have our shit together. We are happy people. Uh, and uh, I think that, like, and Dino's like that too. He listens to, like, Pink Floyd and, like, really, really bitter, dark, sad, depressing stuff. 80% of my music at home is, is, uh, is sad, melancholy, wallowing. Because that's music. how we enjoy our, 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 our great lives. Like, we go, like, oh, whew, who would have thought? Ugh. Yippee-ki-yay. You know, oh, like every, struggle. Every, everything. And I think that that's the, the, that's the feeling that people who are happy have. Kind of because happy has to be in quotes and so does sad. Because we've all met people who are kind of, who kind of enjoy being miserable. You know, it's hard to put a, you, you, we all have friends or hopefully not a lot of us are, have them as friends, but they're like in your circle of friends. Or like, you just kind of say about them like, yeah, he, he's, he's getting off on it. He likes being, he likes his ennui. Like he's, I, I he, can't keeps, he keeps saying that, that, you know, and, 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 and like, but that's his thing. That's how he's happy. And I don't think that's you. I think the good news for you is you're actually on the precipice of making yourself happy because, uh, what's the first thing that's going to happen before you make yourself happy? It's not going to be you being happy. It's going to be you not being happy. Otherwise, the next thing wouldn't make any sense. So you're, you're, you're drilling holes in spaceships. You're, you're, you're raising your hand when someone says who feels this way or that way. Well, that's you're, easy. you're answering calls. It's that. It, it's, 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 it's supposed to, well, it's easy. It's fucking like, yeah. It, so is jumping off a cliff, kind of. So is, so is writing Pickle Meets a Bigfoot. So is, uh. No, 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 no. The writing, the, the, okay, you know, yeah, this raising my hand and talking to you and the great role model, blah, blah, blah. That's easy. Because it's you know. following your bliss, so to speak. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it's it's to, doing what you feel like you really want to do. To go home and write something and actually stare at the paper, like uh, sitting in a room alone with God, I think was a good metaphor. You might have been blackout drunk. Um, a jail cell. Jail cell. Jail room. cell. Sorry. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, because God rapes you when you write. <laughs> if you're really good at it, <laughs> it's like it's a it's a violent procedure. But, but, but don't we all feel like that? Like, I mean, I mean. Yeah, everyone feels I, like I, that, and that's why I don't have a reason. I, I, I think that people who people come to the show and sit in the back of a comic book uh, 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 store and l listen to the show, I think we're all kind of here for some reason or other. But the, the idea, I think we all have great aspirations, but also I think that we're not arrogant enough to assume that the world owes it to us. 
you know, I, th I think there's probably in this room the, like, the, the mind power and the creativity to do something like absolutely stupendous. It's, 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 it's really interesting. It's like, like, like to, a town, like a colony? Like, like, yeah, like, like to, to, to sort of like form some colony. But like, like just really like from my vantage point, looking at Dan, <coughs> Jesus, and Spencer, like, looking at like the brain power and the sen uh, sensitivity and the, uh, and the sensibilities, like it's, it's very like it's moving to me. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of choking up over here. It's, it's very cool. Well, let's do an experiment just because it, there is such a Baptist revival happening. And, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, God forbid that, that, that anyone leave and go, well, that got a little uh, cultish. <laughs> let's just commit to it. Not cult. We, we, we wallowed in a 15-year-old's journal for a while, and it brought out the 15-year-old uh, aspirations. And, I th and, and me, I think I would I'd be, you know, I'd say probably in, in plenty of us, there's a there's a uh, a melancholy kind of a Morrissey vibe going on in here, but in, in, in kind of a groovy way. All right, people of Harmontown, I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and the answer is going to be Jesus at the top of your lungs. <laughs> Who has the power to create? Jesus. Who has the power to make the earth a different shape? Jesus. Who is so entitled to happiness that, wait I couldn't I, I don't blame you sir because I kind of I, I lost track of my thought who is so entitled to happiness wait that that, that he's you know what I'm making the problem worse because it's making it yeah. I, 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 who has a dick the size of Montana Whose dick is made of ink? Jesus. Whose penis is a mighty pen? Jesus. Whose dick will write life across the paper of the universe? And whose dick writing will make all the women, and even me, God, that weep when they read it? Jesus. Who has a recipe for buttermilk biscuits that will make you shit yourself? Actually, yeah, no, not Jesus. I need, we need to know that because we're having a... a, 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 a Rosa Parks, I just listened to a Greg Poops article where Rosa Parks, uh, Rosa Parks had a, like, a pancake recipe. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, peanut butter? Peanut butter, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. peanut butter pancakes. They're supposed to be fuck around good yeah. pancakes. Yeah. Not only, uh, you know, one of the, uh, the godmothers of the civil rights movement, she also had a recipe for peanut butter pancakes that will yeah, wipe yeah. you out. Yeah, but you know what? Who would have been better at serving civil rights if he had been there than Rosa Parks? Hey, <laughs> who's smarter than Einstein? Who's, who, who, has, who is better able to do accents on the fly than Robin Williams? Jesus. Prove it. You guys were bummed out. Prove it. Uh, who, who could go to SeaWorld, put his head in a whale tank, and just start babbling in, in dolphin talk and have the dolphins understand even though they were in the wrong tank? Jesus. All right, uh, now, get, guys, give Spencer some now. Spencer needs it most. He's, uh, he's uh, ill. Uh, it's uh, become a faith healing tent right now. <laughs> oh, but there's one over here. Having problems as well. I sense the pain in his beard. It grows from his face, but it hasn't detached. He's holding his fears and thoughts. What's wrong with you, young man? Things. He has things wrong with him, but I feel the power to get those things away. Hallelujah. I want to ask where do those things go when they go away? They go into the attic. Why would they 
they're going well, to Jesus. Yeah, they're going to. Uh, well, someone, someone's in Seattle. You know, it's, 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 those, those, those revivals, they, it actually takes a lot of work, I'm realizing. They're not easy. No, no. Who has the power to do a good revival? Dan Harmon. Thank you, thank you. Now that I'm good at doing revivals, who's going to have his things go away? Maybe a modern family spec in his spare time between drilling holes with spaceships or, or, or even an original idea that would be really bad and then he'd show it to his most trusted friends and, and, and they'd say, this is stupid and he'd say, I know, but he'd wake up the next day and he'd still be alive. Shut up, Patel! <laughs> I think it might be... If, if you if you if, if you if you want to be a writer, you got you know the yeah. first step is writing. You already know that, but uh, you know the, the what, well, what a lot of people to. yeah now I have what to. a lot of people can't accept is that is that it starts with being a really shitty writer. It, uh, there is no, no way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of all the stuff I deleted. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I w- I kind of wish I could. I think that's the nice thing about that 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 thing is like now I I was not a prodigy. <laughs> actually pretty well the, the embarrassing thing is like this is pretty good you know like it's well there were bad things myself. about it there that 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 got corrected over a, over a long long time but also it, it whatever there's conflicting messages there one message is it's never too late to start one message is it could happen overnight but not until you do it shitty for a while another message is like it takes a long time blah 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 i mean the it, it, the only things that you can control are the things that you do the next day so you're drilling a hole in a spaceship i i would you know i hope it doesn't have to come to a big decision to either like quit and cast your life into chaos uh and better because that's that's not really writing writing as a being creative as a career doesn't really earn that like that's just something people do because they have to do it like it doesn't necessarily like need that as fuel you could actually conceivably with enough concern about it you could maybe drill some holes in some spaceships and like saturday or something like 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 something yeah, yeah. like well, like chip away at it well now, now that you've built up my confidence I've, I've been wanting to to uh i had a dream where i played a a, a 16-bit video game designed by you and i didn't play the beginning so that's one thing I want you to do. I want you to make it like a flash video game. I think it'd be really funny. All right. You should do it. You know, you're okay. a writer. All right. Um, and that video game will be called... Jesus! <laughs> all right. It's not, it's not a real eyeball grabber. But, uh, maybe, maybe we'll put some tits on the cover. Jesus, the video game. <laughs> In 16 bits. <laughs> Wreck it, Jesus. <laughs> All right, it's Jesus, everybody. Give him a hand. And buy him a drink, maybe. Spencer, do you feel any better? Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it. Was that sarcasm? or I don't know. You seem to like the right thing. Uh, but you, don't, you, you don't feel any better is what you're saying. No, I feel better physically. And mentally, is there is, is there anything Dan or I or the or the, the the Harmonians here tonight could do to make you feel spiritually or uh, psychically better tonight? When you're uh, subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and writing incredible ratings like five star reviews, take a tall glass of Kettle One and enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everybody, listen. Keep your feet on the side of a tree. Keep your hands on a dog. 
and keep your eyes looking at the stars. Well, one of them. Keep your other eye looking at a, like a lizard that 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 will keep the, inspiring you to make your eyes able to point two different directions. <laughs> Let me go back to your feet because I should divvy those up too. Have, the first three toes on one of your Dan, feet. Dan, honey, Dan, 15-year-old Dan, it's time for school. Oh, it's oh. time for school, Dan. Oh, you, oh, I, you, you dreamed the whole thing. I, 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 I dreamt I was a 40-year-old fat man with a, <laughs> with a hot girlfriend, which, which I really care about because I'm 17, uh, and I know he doesn't care about, uh, with a bunch of people that like him and, and always laugh at everything he says. And Thank you for coming to Harmontown, everybody. Thank you all for coming, Thank you, you coming. beautiful, beautiful people. I'd like to thank you, Jesus. Spencer, everybody. One more time for Spencer Crittenden. I'm Jeff Davis. Also, Katie Levine, Zach McKeever, Emily Gordon, Daniel Kramer, Dustin Marshall, Mo Fathelbab, Jenny Fine, and Sheree Shockett. One more time for the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Down to your neon lights in the shine. Thank you all. United States government. It is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. <laughs> 